everybody and welcome to GOJ Roleplaying. Tonight I am starting a game of Blades in the Dark that we've been running for a few weeks in conjunction with the Blank Bodies crew. My name is Steve, I will be running Story this evening, and tonight I've got Juice. Uh, evening all. I've got Eric. Good evening. And as usual I've got Mark. Hey, hey. And then uh, I'm going to send it over to Hunter from Blank Bodies, and he can uh, introduce his, his group and his podcast, and then we can get into the story. Uh, thanks. Like you said, I'm Hunter from uh, Blank Bodies. Uh, we generally do uh, Vampire the Masquerade, specifically V5 stuff. We just did a little crossover game on our show with them of V5, and we've got John. Hey, what's up? And we've got James. Hey, what's up? Yeah, so we're going to be great. joining them tonight for Blades in the Dark. The vampire game you guys ran was super fun to play, and I'm hoping you guys have as much fun playing this. Hopefully. Well, I'm sure we will. Okay, so I'm going to dive into a little bit of an intro of the world, just so our listeners and our players can have a little bit more of a, uh, a background to what's actually happening. So welcome to the haunted city of Duskfall. It is located in the Shattered Isles, and roughly 150 years in the past, there was some form of cataclysm that shattered the sun and broke the boundary between life and death. The whole world is a blasted deadland. There is no daylight other than a brief period at what would normally be sunup, where the sky glows a faint purple. And at sundown, when the sky glows a faint green. Alien stars and constellations have appeared in the deep, black, inky waters of the ocean. And demons and monsters and ghosts run rampant throughout the lands. Over years, the people of the Shattered Isles had learned how to harness Leviathan blood. Leviathans are monsters in the ocean. Uh-huh and mix it with ghostly ectoplasm to make electroplasm, which they use to power their various steampunky contraptions and whatnot. They also run the barrier fences around the cities, which keeps the majority of the ghosts and demons and whatnot out. That is not to say that some don't get in. It is a dangerous world. So we'll flash forward to the present day. Duskwall is a city that is ruled as you would assume any city is ruled. You have a ruling council made up of nobility. You have police force. They're called the Blue Jackets. And then there's crime. The criminal underworld of Duskwall is vast and has a lot more actual control over the way the city operates than the nobility would like to openly admit. The underworld is currently in a silent war with itself. There was once a semblance of peace, but there were some events that happened that have shattered that peace. All of the gangs are effectively trying to wrestle their way to the top of the pile and take over the city as top dog. But that's not the story we're telling tonight. Tonight, we're going to go back 10 years to the moment that was the catalyst to this war starting. And we are going to zoom in on a bar, the Silver Chalice. It is in the docks region of the city of Duskball, and it is 
for a bar, an establishment with a name like the Silver Chalice, you would expect some form of pomp and flair. Uh, this is not that bar. This is a seedy hole in the ground, and it is a known safe haven for the crews that operate in the docks region. Any gang that works in the docks, whether you like them or hate them, they can all gather in the Silver Chalice, and it's uh, it's a, an enforced peace zone. So there is no fighting between gangs. All these gangs, there are ten present this evening, have been called here by Baron Kellis. Baron Kellis is a well-known patron of various gangs. In his day-to-day life, he runs a Leviathan hunting company, but it is sort of well-known secret that he also has very much influence with the underworld, particularly in the docks region. So I'm going to let Mark take over now and introduce the COJ role-playing gang, and then I'm going to get everybody to introduce their characters and give a description of what they look like. All right. COJ Roleplaying's gang is called the Ghost Buggers, composed of me as Jerusalem. We have Rubble, played by Eric, and Cockroach, played by Goose. And our gang concept is that we uh, we solve ghost problems. Of course, they're ghost problems that we've secretly introduced previously. So that, that's our scam. We get places haunted and then unhaunt them. And so my character, Jerusalem, he's tall, gaunt, bald, Where's leathers. He's from a Koros background in a bit of law. All right. I am playing Rubble. He is also from Akaros. He is a stout man, wears a heavy jacket. He's got scars and burns on his hands from the work that he does. He had a former uh, background in the military, being a uh, sapper and saboteur. Cockroach is a 15-year-old, wiry, medium-height boy, slave, and sold to do second story work. He is also from Akros and doesn't know much about his history, anything before being sold into uh, Deskoro. Okay, and Black Bodies, Hunter. Yes, the Blank Bodies gang is the followers of Ixwa. Did I pronounce that properly, Skipper? Yeah, Ixwa. Ixwa. I'm not Uh, going to lie, I was waiting until you said it, before I, <laughs> I mean, it's Lovecraft inspired. You have to yeah. hear it because you have no idea how you're supposed to say it. No, trust me, it was the exact same thing I did. Where I was like, I don't know what John's doing, but all right, let's go. <laughs> like but, you uh, just came so hard in on that god. Well, he'd written that god for a, a song for a band we used to be in, so yep. he was ready. Ah, that makes more sense. He is a slumbering god at the bottom of the ocean, and he is all knowing and all seeing. But uh I am playing Ragnar Crane, older gentleman, long white hair, bushy brows, pale skin, and then I'll let you guys introduce your characters. So I am playing uh, Father Pathos. He is from Ticharos. He has a military background. He's about seven foot two and built like a strong man. He's just a massive human being. Um, his skin is kind of a light bluish gray uh he's bald he almost never wears a shirt but he is just covered in different types of scarification whether it's from a fight or from like you know oh i earned this kind of thing yeah that's that's father pathos 
And I'm playing Iberos, otherwise known as Strix. Uh, he's a very tall, live gentleman, wreathed in a robe of vestments and what from the uh, god. He's got a mask on naturally, but under it you would see that his top hair and eyebrows has been replaced, or at least being from Tecarus, is black and purple feathers. Two of the large ones on the top of his head are uh, articulate to his moods. You catch him to get attention, he will articulate as he feels. He's a pretty live guy, just a little bit taller than uh, John's big boy over there. Just a little bit, but definitely not his belt. Like, uh, a strong wind will just... Okay, amazing. So, your gangs have been given the invite, as well as the other eight that are in this uh, bar at the moment. You've been summoned by Baron Kellis, and he is standing on the stage, and he is speaking to the crowd. So, I've brought you all here for a very specific reason. The Count Calver has pissed me off, and I want to hire all of you to destroy him as wholly and completely as you can. The hitch is, I want no harm to come to the Count. His family, whatever. But the Count himself, I want him to see his downfall from the moment it starts to the moment it is finished. I would like everything wrapped up in two months' time. Whichever group of you does the most damage will be given a formal patronage by me, and I will assist with your endeavors in the future. Also, whatever you take, you keep. And then he turns and walks out of the bar. So I'm going to begin. (laughs) John, so Father Pathos. Is yeah. Father Pathos the leader of your cult? Um, or do you do you have a leader? You just I, sort of do. I wouldn't necessarily say we have a leader. Um, okay. he definitely is probably one of the more like boisterous of the the cult. He likes to tell people about things. Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> sure that Strix over here was probably the lead priest, but not. Uh, he doesn't look at it as ah yes I'm in charge. He's just like no I'm just the one who preaches the word. Okay, so I was going to say I'm going to throw to the blank bodies. Right now it's considered uh, the free play section, so gathering information, sending out your guys, like doing all of that. Time works really differently in Blades. We don't play the week leading up to the heist. We jump in immediately at the first obstacle with the heist. So you can give me, like, very brief ideas of what it is you want to do, and then we'll deal with the minutiae later through flashbacks or whatever we need to do. So, blank bodies, is there any ideas you have that you want to check out? I forgot to mention during my story, the count is a known commodity. We Everybody kind of knows who he is. Um, he's... Uh, owns most of the, uh, the shipping docks. Uh, he's rumored to be heavily interested in, um, uh, smuggling or have heavy vested interest in smuggling. Uh, it is also rumored around the city that, uh, him and his household do worship a opposing god to what you guys follow. So. That kind of shit. <laughs> but. Blank bodies. What uh, what kind of thing do you want to or things do you want to do to 
set up your first scheme uh and feel free to ask any questions you want um I have a question. Can our first scheme start with a flashback? Is that something we can do, or do we need to do that later? The way the flashbacks work is they're they're a mechanic that is designed to make a task easier. I tell you the goal that we want, and then we yeah. You tell me the goal, and then I'll make a uh, a roll to see how you start. And if you start in a desperate position, you could say then say okay I want to do a flashback and this is how I'm going to circumvent that easier okay so cool. your flashback will make whatever the role you have to roll or the action role you have to roll it'll make that action easier for you to accomplish cool um so in that case the goal that uh, at least I as father pathos has here is um I would like to be able to confidently say that um as Father Pathos walks out of the meeting, he'd like to be able to turn and announce that uh, several prominent ships that are docked on his uh, dockyards are currently on fire, um, whether that's through research or consulting our god to kind of know what the meeting was about before we came in. So I rolled, I rolled a fortune roll, and I rolled two sixes, which is a critical. So yes, you did get some form of divine vision um you love these things and secretly at sometimes hate these things they leave you a little messed up for a couple of hours but uh okay so you know what we're gonna start with your heist then and your heist if your heist effectively is a flashback because your god intervened and was like hey this is a thing you're gonna want to do cool um okay so because of your I'm going to give four dice. Okay, so we're going to start you guys off. Uh, You have been given a vision from your god um, that certain ships in the dockyard need to be um, destroyed in some manner. Uh, Is there any particular tack you want to take to start this job? Are you going to try and walk in and finesse and bribe the dock workers to let you do stuff? Are you going to skulk around and try and sneak in and get the job done that way? Or are you going to run in and just bash the shit out of anything that gets in your way and destroy ships? I mean, I know what Pothos wants to do, but I have an the rest idea. Of can be consulted. <laughs> I have an idea that might work. Uh, okay. If we need to distract people on the dock, I could just try to convert everyone on the dock. So you want to start like preaching? Yep. While we kind nope. of muscle our way. Nobody's going to gonna look at you, psychopaths, destroying everything. If I am <laughs> preaching. Okay. Okay. So then I guess. Strix is a little bit of afraid of father. Just a little bit. That guy's he's intense. <laughs> okay, so I Strix, know we're all crazy. That one. Oh no, he's crazy. Strix is going to start your action. Uh, he's going to roll your action die then. Yep. He's going to lead the scene. Okay. So effectively, the action die is you're rolling for your success, but you're also rolling for what. NPCs and other people are doing in reaction to. So there's not as much 
the 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 action die effectively solves a scene. Okay. All right. So, are you going to use? You're going to try and convert people in the group. Uh, yeah. I assume you're going to use resolve, and it's either going to be your command or sway, or if you can come up with another attribute and a way that you want to use that attribute to mm-hmm. to do it, that's fine. You get to pick whatever attribute rating you want to use. I think I'm going to try to go for my study because I think that's the reason why Strix has joined this cult because he found the literature on this and he's like, wait, nope, nope. Okay. Fish so, is coming. All right. You're going to use study then? Yep. Okay. So your action role will be Father Pathos or Ragnar. Are you assisting in any way, shape, or form, or is he on his own and you guys are going to go wreck shit? Um, see, I can help. I can either help preach or help wreck shit. Either way, I do have some dots in sway. I would okay. say hang out there, preach along, and then Pathos will go and wreck shit with our gang of thugs. Okay. Okay, so if you're assisting, it'll be plus one die to the roll. Okay. Anytime you have to roll dice, you have the option to push yourself, which is you take two stress, uh-huh. and you get an extra die. Okay. Or you can ask me for a devil's bargain. Mm, I'm pretty set. I'm just having a little trouble finding the resolve on the sheet. Resolve is the last attribute or last category. Ah, okay. I think I've got how that works. Okay, yeah. It's pick a die, not the total of the die, correct? No, it's your highest die. Highest die. Unless you roll two sixes, then it's a critic. Oh, okay. Yeah, two sixes. Nice. Okay, you walk up with your holy books and reading writings, and you start spouting your uh, rhetoric, and you get all of the dock workers come over. They're like, whoa, huh? What? So you can tell some of them are just like, well, everybody else is going. I'm going to take a break too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you have uh, you do have quite a few people seem to be very interested in what you are saying mm-hmm. about uh, Ixwa. And Ragnar is off to the side, throwing in the odd, yeah, hallelujah, helping you kind of <laughs> stir up the crowd. Crazy. Uh, but you have their attention completely wrapped up. Now, we're going to move to Father Pathos. Your distraction is happening. You have moved into position near the first ship that you have to deal with. Cool. Are the ships all probably manned currently? Because of the success of your distraction, it is a skeleton crew on each ship. Okay. Okay, cool. So Father Pathos will turn and look at the group of thugs that are with him. He will address them, kind of stand, you know, put his arms out grandly. My brothers and sisters, move on. I, I will take this first ship myself. Ixwa looks after us. And he turns and he starts to walk up the gangplank just by himself. Okay, so you, you walk up the gangplank. He's not trying to, like, be sneaky. He's, I mean, there's no chance he can be sneaky, but... One guy is like, hey, what are you doing? Or get off our ship! And some guys start walking towards you. Cool. I will stand kind of at the edge of the gangplank and let them approach. And the guy that said something to me, I'd like to just kick him in the chest, like, piston kick. Preferably hard enough to, like, push him back and in, into the mast. 
that's probably kind of in the center of the ship, I would assume. And then he's just going to kind of reach back and grab. I guess I should click on my load here. He's carrying a normal load. And um, he, he pulls what looks like as part of a set, but it's a small buckler. A normal human, it's maybe like a small shield, but because he's just massive, it fits him kind of like a small buckler. And then he's just going to stand there in like a fighting position. He's going to, he just kind of looks at him and maybe with an intimidate says, this is our ship now. Okay, so do an action roll to see how this plays out. Let's do it. What are you trying to physically, like, when you kick him, are you trying to hurt him and then intimidate the crew? Yeah, if he could, like, break his sternum with a piston kick, that's what he's going for. Okay, so what attribute are you thinking? Wreck. Perfect. That's what (laughs) I was thinking as well. I'm going to say this is probably controlled situation, and I'm going to say standard effect. So, I'll get you to roll your rec dice, plus if you want, you can push yourself to uh, add a die. Hmm. Well, if I want to push myself, can I use my not to be trifled with, and just have like a force of physical strength? As an example, it says that I could tackle a moving horse. Yeah. What class are you? A cutter. Cutter? Yeah. Yep, so if you take, if you spend the, uh, the two stress to push yourself, you will get one additional die, plus the effect of what you're doing is going to be... Intense, er... Yeah, much more intense. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do that, by the way, so I'll take okay. the two stress. Yeah. I got a five. You got a five. Okay, so you walk up and you kick him in the chest, and he does indeed fly back to smash into the uh, mast. The force of your kick actually cracks the mast, but you also see that all of the other crewmates are not particularly intimidated, and they are coming at you. Cool. I'll take that buckler out. He's also going to reach to his back and pull out uh, the second part of this set. It's a kind of a question mark shaped sword. Someone we're familiar with the the weapon. It's just it's a kopesh. And he gets in like the standard fighting stance. And he starts to kind of giggle as uh, like he gets kind of pumped up for the fight. Okay, so I'm going to pause blank bodies at the beginning of the fight. Cool. And I'm going to switch to COJ to the uh, ghost buggers. The ghost buggers. And, uh, yeah, so you've just been given this job. The Baron has left the building. What's your thoughts? Well, we've already got a bit of an angle we want to work. We figure, or we've been we've been watching. We, we know about this Baron. We know that his men have been taking a bunch of stuff to a place, but when they leave, they don't have any more stuff. So we figure it's a, a drop-off or something, either it's ho- something he's hoarding or for sales he's making or something like that. And so we're going to break in and loot it. But we know that it's magically protected, so we're going to need to engage the services of a whisper to help us out. Right. So so we've been working on that. I think the plan is to have Cockroach stalk a couple of whispers, see who's got the skills to help us, got the inclination to help us, that kind of thing. Or, and then we find who, I'll uh, maybe use my consort skill to try and uh, engage them because we've been hiring whispers for other things. And if that doesn't work, Rubble's going to murder their families. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it seems like a decent operation. Google, also convert them. Yeah. Hey, who's going to start this? And what specifically are you doing? Uh, I think we need to know what Cockroach has found. Okay. 
Cockroach is going to go stalking where he knows where the best whispers are. Okay. Because of the line of business that the Ghostbuster uh, buggers whoa, whoa, whoa. are in. <laughs> Ghost buggers are in. He knows where to go and look. And for me to stalk out, which would be best fit for us, would I need the role of prowl or survey? It depends on how you want to go about the task. You get to decide what attribute you're going to use. So effectively, you're just... You're finding the people. You're getting a good, like, there they're at. Yeah. So I think either Prowl or Survey could work. So, yeah, I would take either one of those. Okay. I'll roll Prowl. And I got a six and a two. Okay. So you found a few of the whispers that you've used in the past, and they seem to be happy with the arrangements that you have come up with in the past. So you, you found them. You know where they're at. All right. Um, and none of them seem to be overly busy at the moment, so. Perfect. I will confront them. I'll at least confront one of them. Okay. Hey, we, we got another job for you. Ah, uh, Master Cockroach. What just, is just, it this time? We got a score. We just need to get into a place that seems to be covered in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can help you with that. May I ask who the job is? Is against the count, count Calver, count, count uh, the count Calver. Oh, it's a high end job. That's why we That's an uh, expensive job. Yeah, yes, it is, and I and we understand that. I'll do it, but I want half, half of what you find in there. You know what? Okay, I think I think we could do that. Well, you tell me when to be where I need to be, and I will do what I can to deal with your spirits. Half an hour, maybe, if you can. And I'll give him the location on where we need him, and then I'll head back to uh, our, tr- our, our, our our rail car. Okay. Cockroach gets back to the rail car, and he tells you how the meeting went. Hey, boss. Yeah. Yeah, I found I found our guy. Unfortunately, he's asking for a little bit more than usual, only because of the target. Why'd you tell him who the target was? Well, he 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 really wanted to know. And I didn't want him to end up being, oh, shit, while he's doing the job. Uh, I guess. You sure he's the one? Oh, he he's the one. We used him before. He's good. Okay. Well, did you set a time with him? Yeah, he should be should be there in about 20 minutes. And the drop's pretty quiet right now other than the fields? Yeah. All right. Well, then yeah. I guess we should, uh, should get ready and go meet him. All right. Okay. So you've left your... Base of operation. You have traveled across town to, or across the district to the Count's residence. It is a large mansion with a walled-in grounds. It's a fairly sizable chunk of property. He's fairly wealthy, and Dusk Ball is a very crowded place, but certain nobility have uh, retained large chunks of property that they've walled in and kept peaceful. So you are at the wall leading to get into the property where you believe this vault is. How would you like to circumvent the wall? They get a climb quick, over. Quick question. Yeah. How does loads work? Okay, so the way that load works is you pick, you've got a light load, a standard load, or heavy, I believe. Yeah. If you take a heavy load, you have acts, you have the ability to use more shit. But if you're doing something, like if you decide... You've got a heavy load, and you want to climb that wall. I'm probably going to give you some form of disadvantage because you're trying to climb a wall carrying 200 pounds of shit. If you take a standard load, 
there's no benefit, there's no downfall. If you take a light load, certain actions, I may give you a bonus, like an extra die or something, because you have the ability to move quicker because you're carrying less stuff. At no point in time do you have to pre-pick the items that you're carrying. So if you take a normal load, you've got five slots. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. And as you need stuff, you go through your list, and these are the things that you have. Each class has specific things that they can carry, and then there's standard stuff. Anything else, like if it's not on the list, you ask me what it is, and I'll tell you it'll either be zero slots, one slot, or two slots. So if you're carrying, effectively, if you're carrying a halberd, it's two load. If you're carrying a key, it's zero because it's a key. Uh, how would you like me to mark the Kopeshian buckler? Both would be one load each. Okay, cool. I figured it was like two fine hand weapons. Effectively, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so Jerusalem's got a normal load, and plan to figure out how we're going to get in. He'll open up his blueprint for one load, and we'll check out service corridors, sewage corridors, gates. We'll sort of see where, you know, the, the side gates or underground gates are, so we can scout out a place where we can have rubble knock out as few a guard as possible and send the, the Kukaracha and the Whisper in. Okay, I'm going to get you to roll, see how well you get this sorted out. I think you're probably going to be using either study or survey. I've got two in survey, so I can go for that if you like. Yeah, that sounds great. And is anybody assisting in going over the plans? I'll assist. I have one in survey. Okay. So you get your survey plus 1D, and you can push yourself if you want another extra die. Do I decide before I roll, or can I decide after? No, you have to decide before you roll if you want to push yourself. I think three dice is probably good. Yeah. I got two fours and a one. So four is your success level. Yeah, I got a success, but it's not perfect. The best blueprints you could find were a little bit dated. It looks like that wall has been pushed out a little bit. What you're looking at in the blueprints isn't quite matching what you're seeing at sight, but you have a feeling that the best place to bring down the wall and cause the least amount of ruckus. Quick question. Do we not want to climb over the wall? Well, that's why we're studying the blueprints, to figure out what's going to be the less damage, less attracting attention way to get in. Okay, so still the same thing. You figure out, like, this area, that's your best point of entrance. Whether you take down the wall or climb over it, this area is far enough away from the important stuff on the grounds. Like, there's a little forest that you can see on the other side of the the wall. It's safe to assume that this area is patrolled by guards less than anywhere else. Right, right. So we can have rubble sap the the wall and collapse a little bit, so we can just walk through and run out. Or you can climb the wall. Druzum's not really a climber or a doer. Fair enough. Then I will wreck my way through this wall, and I will be using my saboteur skill. So when I use my wreck, it is much quieter than it should be. The damage is hidden from casual inspection. Excellent. But I got a two and a three. Okay. Billboat. Yeah. So that sounds like one of those devil's bargain moments, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just probably a good idea. Yeah. You have failed your roll. Yeah. I'm going to provide you with the ability to roll one more die with the devil's bargain. Effectively, what the devil's bargain does is you get an extra die, but there's going to be something happens at a later time. This is the devil bargain that I'm offering you now. 
Sometimes the drawback is instant. Sometimes it's, uh, I'll tick a clock to alert guards or whatever. What I'm offering you right now is you can have the die and something is going to negatively happen at a time while you're doing this heist. Okay. It's the slap bet. You got that slap waiting in the wings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Slap's giving. Or if you can come up with a flashback, now is a good opportunity to use a flashback to, you can effectively flashback. You will still have failed this roll because you cannot use a flashback to change the effect that you roll. But you can use a flashback to set up a contingency in case something doesn't go right. So you can either roll one more die and hope you succeed. Or you can set up yourself with a, okay, so while I was doing this, I came by, like, I was looking over the plans last week, and I thought, you know, if I just do this here, then if this doesn't work, we have this. It's going to be uncomfortable, but we can do it, kind of do The only uncomfortable thing I think we could do to get in that would be uncomfortable would be to crawl through a sewer. But, you know, not like a rainwater sewer, like a <laughs> sewage sewer. Like they're different in this town. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. The dreaded sewer level has sewage water. The other one has corpses and ghosts. <laughs> Point there. So that's your flashback then? You well, it's either we flashback to that, or I go for this extra die and we have a potential negative consequence. Yeah, what do you want to do? Want the flashback or the mystery box? Mystery box. Let's go with mystery box. It's more fun. Come on. Six. That's another three. <laughs> so I'm guessing this wall's falling on me or something. <laughs> um, a hell of a lot of noise. <laughs> you know your craft. You set up your charges, you get it all ready to go to quietly bust out the grout in the wall so you can just sort of push out some bricks is what you were trying to do. You did your math wrong, and there's a loud bang, and it's loud. You're like, holy shit, that's not normally how that goes. But you didn't really damage the wall enough to do anything, but you created a lot of noise. Uh, We need a plan B, boys. This is going to be crawling in... uh... In guards, no sign. <laughs> Sounds like we're taking the dirt road. I am going to, uh, actually, no, um, so what is your next move? Walking away. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're walking away from this position. Okay. You're going to walk away. Gotta um, the. Got to find another way in. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys think about what you're going to do to get into the grounds. Uh, I'm going to switch back to the fight on deck. I've got a quick question for you, Steve, because uh, Father Pathos brought up a good thing. I just want to swing this by you. With that alchemical uh, potion that I've made, uh, can I distill that into both a liquid form and an aerosol form? Because Pathos likes to snort, but I also like the ability to inject. You can refine it into uh, whatever means of transmission you wish. I was just making sure. I was like, I was pretty sure I, re- I I was reading the rules correctly, that it was perfectly fine if it was an aerosol or a liquid. Um, okay, so we are on deck of the ship. There are probably seven tough-looking sailor guys walking towards you, really upset that you kicked their buddy into the mast, really upset that you cracked their mast. Now they got to get a mast. <laughs> now they got to get a new that's boat. A, you just wait, of, guys. That's a lot of... Uh, uh, Money and time and work that goes into putting one of them in one of these things. <laughs> so they're not they're not overly happy with you right now. That's okay. He's fine with that. As somebody who understands the effects of how long that will take via playing Seven C, that's a long repair. That is God. That's so long. Good. That's so long. Good. 
Which, uh, speaking of, before you get all uh, murder hobo over there, do you either want to do a flashback to being drugged, or would you like me to long-range dart your ass? Oh, well, you're preaching right now. Um, if you say, can, I can you... preach it. <laughs> I can step up and try and uh, take over preaching if you wanna. Okay, so as um, as I, I see I them kind of start, start to circle me, I just want to look over my shoulder to them preaching, and he's just gonna shout, "Brother Strix, I need the sacrament!" And he takes a couple steps into the uh, in toward the people. Then okay, so. I'm going to I'm going to get two action rolls from you. One is going to be from uh, Strix mm-hmm. yep. to administer the uh, the dose. So I think I recall reading it. It was uh, it was uh, two plus uh, my tinker roll. Yes. Okay, that's only one six this time. Still a success. You feel the familiar pinch <laughs> of being uh, dosed with the sacrament. Cool. So, within a second, you feel the effects. You can see the effects as ghostly tendrils start writhing around your mm. arms and legs and mm. moving with you. And Strix is so- definitely backing the fuck off after that. Just like, and I'm pretty and very breakable. And now I'm away. (laughs) Okay. Back to preaching. (laughs) You, I'm assuming, are going to be making a wreck roll, and you're just going to try and tear through these guys, but I want you to tell me, in your words, exactly what it is your next move is. Um, pretty much that. He, uh... I mean, Ikva, I mean, the vision that he interpreted is there is nothing left of the ship except what might be still smoldering at the bottom of the ocean as a devotion to her. Um, so, yeah, he's just going to try to kind of cut his way through. The Kopesh is used. It's very pretty if it weren't for the fact that, like, it dismembers things. You know what I mean? The movements are, like, smooth. He's punching people with, like, the buckler, trying to break bits. You think, oh man, I'm trying to think of a good example of a, uh, an image to use, but yeah, it's 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 not a good time to look at. We'll say yeah, that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get you to do your rec roll. Okay. And you are going to have two extra dice due to the uh, alchemical uh, stew that is floating around in your veins. Cool. Huh. Two sixes. Excellent. Yes. So, <laughs> two sixes, um, a two, and a one. So like, no, everybody, oh, I made a good choice. Anybody that is watching or sees this this fight happening, every time you strike, all the ghostly tendrils that are kind of writhing around you kind of snap into that impact point, and your blade is going through guys like they are made of butter. Uh, I will actually take this point to go back to the preaching and just be like, look, this is the strength of Ixwa. Look at her divine vision, her strength. Look what she provides. So, uh, yes, you get through the individuals on the deck in zero time. Also, the sailors now seeing that their ship has been boarded and 
violence is taking place, the absolute devastation you are wreaking on deck, not one of them is, has any interest in uh, cutting their break short, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've cleared the deck. The ship is open and... Essentially my ship now. Yeah. Cool. So um, there are four ships in this dock. How do you want to deal with this one? Do you have a plan to cascade, destroy them all at the same time? So, I mean, I don't know what's on the ships necessarily right now, I would assume. No, um, no idea what's All I know is it's these specific ships that need to get fucking destroyed. Yeah. Um, how far away is the closest ship? Okay, so the ship that you're on and the next one in line are actually fairly close together. Okay, cool. But then there's a dock. So the dock, boat, boat, dock, boat, boat. So these two boats are probably within six feet of each other. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly tight dock. Okay. Like, And then the the dock is, you're looking at about 12 feet to the next boat. Cool. Maybe more. Perfect. That's wonderful. Um. I would th- I would now like to go to the mast, and I guess I'll push myself again if I'm allowed to to commit a feat of strength to push the mast over onto the ship that's next to it. Yep. Cool. I'm gonna use some feat of strength for that. Uh, that would be wreck more stress. As well. Yeah, wreck. Yep. Yeah, do I still get my bonus die from the? Uh, you do. You will have okay, you cool. will have your bonus dice until you decide to end this scene, and I'm counting the scene as what you're doing on this ship. Okay, cool. Cool. So my wreck, I got a, I got a 6. Okay, yeah, you uh you walk over and heave the mast over and the crossbar I, I'm not a sailor, I don't know the technical terms but the crossbar that holds the sails kind of punches through into the second ship's deck. Now I'd yeah, like to so set you... fire to the ship and walk across the plank, or walk across the mast to the next ship. Okay. Uh, all right, so you head over to the uh, next ship. The ship number two uh, is abandoned. Everybody that was on deck were not interested in joining the fun. So <laughs> they ran when they, as they see you walking across from the now starting to come aflame ship behind yes. you. They're... Like, fuck this guy, we're out of here. Cool. Nice. Also, you do have your gang of thugs, right? Yeah. So yeah. at any point in time, if you need to use those or you want to use them, keep that in mind. Cool. Uh, I think... So let's set the stage for the next sequence of events with this uh, shipyard. And let's set the stage for the next sequence of events for COJ. So, in the shipyard, what is it precisely that you are going to be doing now that you've walked to the second deck, and what are your um, fellow gang members doing at this time? The needs for you to continue preaching and distracting is over. You can join the action, or if you're not uh, one to particularly join in in the action, what is it you're you're going to be doing? Go, Hunter. So, um, Charles is going on. It's kind of helping him preach. But on the other two ships, um, if possible, I would like to use Compel. And I would like to uh, try and get a ghost to possess one of the captains of the other two ships. Okay. 
while he's doing that, I know how the father does. And I know there's probably just going to be rubble, nothing secured. I'd like to, at least on one of the empty ships, try to either move past the father while he's visiting supreme violence upon the world around him, or the other ship, to see if I can find, like, funds in the captain's quarters, something that we can, you know, leave with, because the Holy Sacrament is not cheap to make. Mm -hmm. Pathos sees all of this as an offering to Ikva, so it should be on the bottom of the ocean. So it's good that you're doing this. Exactly. Like, hmm, Ikva would like me to use this to make more Holy Sacrament. Okay, I'm going to say when we come back to you guys, you'll do a survey roll to see if you can find, or survey or hunt, actually, to see yeah. what you can find. And Hunter, what are you... I want to possess one of the captains of oh, the other right. ships. Use him to convince the people on the ship that they are uh, running a fool's errand working on that ship. So I want to turn okay. them against their own boat, basically. Okay, so you will be rolling, you said, uh, consort? Uh, compel, or, yes. Oh, compel, okay. And then uh, Father Pathos. Yes. Well, the next ship is is empty at this point, so yeah. I don't really have to worry about like fighting anybody at this point. He will probably go down into this ship, because the other two ships, he assumes, are at least being done something with at this point by either the thugs or his other crewmates. Um, he'd like to go down into the ship um, and find anything that might be black powder, might be anything blow-up-y, um, okay. and just take his girthiness and just move as much of it as, as he can to the very bottom of the ship in the very center of the ship. Um, his plan is to blow it up and, like, Titanic it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, COJ role-playing. What are we doing? Ghost buggers. Ghost buggers. Ghost buggers have a contingency plan in the form of a flashback. Okay. Uh, who will be per performing the flashback? The ghost buggers. <laughs> one player, one character. Uh, uh, uh cockroach. Uh, cockroach is doing the flashback. Okay. Uh, we are stalking a groundskeeper to the mansion, getting his routine, and finding out what bar he stops at to drink after work. Okay. After a week of tailing him, Roach and Jerusalem will accidentally bump into him, and we will have a chat with the gentleman to make it worth his while to keep a back gate unlocked. All right. Uh, you can roll. I'm going to assume you are using Prowl. Yes. So, yeah, roll your Prowl with the standard increases and whatnot. And one and a six. One and a six. Okay, so you have run into this groundskeeper. He's kind of, he's in, he's been into his cups. So, what are you saying? I'm assuming Jerusalem is uh, doing the talking this time? Yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to befriend him. Trying to, you know, talk about what a great job he does. We want to come take a look. But, you know, after hours, come and check out his work. And you know, it would be really nice if he left a, a side gate open. We could just swing by, check it out. You know, uh, be real complimentary. He has no idea, you know, we have nefarious purposes is the idea. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to say... So you're trying to sway him, it sounds like. 
more consort, right? Not trying to convince him to do something he doesn't want to, but okay. pretend I'm his good buddy. Okay, then I would say roll uh, roll your consort action. Okay, a four. Okay, yeah, he's he agrees to leave a gate open, but you have to stand his knight. So he he wants you to buy him buy him some drinks. That is not a problem. Part of my equipment loadout is a fine bottle of whiskey. Excellent. Hell yeah. yeah. So he uh, he accepts that. He promises that he will leave this gate open on this section of the wall. And then, I assume, after we're done doing our screw-up at the blowing the hole in, we'll go to the gate. Yep. Plenty. There you go. You're like, well, the blowing up the wall thing didn't work. This one's less convenient, right? It's a little more exposed. Yeah, you got you to walk go. around. There's, uh, there's alchemical lanterns all over the place. Like, it's... You're... You're not uh, you're not going to get in unnoticed just by the layout. So if you want to get in unnoticed, you're going to have to work at it. Yeah. Okay. So we will go back to the followers of Ixwa, and we will deal with ship number two and various other things. So let's start with the ransacking. So we'll do your first. Yep. Yeah, we're going to do your flashback to see. What kind of information you got from manifests? Okay, so I got a a three and a six. Okay, so you know that, well, the ship, Father Pathos, is currently ransacking and nobody wants to be anywhere near. That one is transporting some high-end contraband. So there's probably, I would say there's probably two three coin worth of goods on this ship that you could probably get your thugs to quickly take away. Yep, that's definitely the, the plan. If uh, if Father Pathos seems like he's uh, hell-bent on having Ixthwa have it all, I will uh, not actually, because I don't want to kill him, but I will dose him a little, just be like, oh, some more fungus, brother. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. You need to re-up. It's, it, you, need to, you need to feel the touch while it's just be like, huh, Go, 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 go! He's a force of nature! No, I understand. We must provide for ourselves so that we may provide for Ixwa. And still midway through the provide through Ixwa. He just has, as he has a barrel of black powder, and he's just kind of carrying it to the middle of the ship. I'm not doing that for the mechanical effect. That's just... So, for Father Pathos, then, I would like you to... What... You are looking through stuff. So I would say hunt or survey would be... It is most definitely hunt is is what I will be rolling, because that is the only insight skill that he has. Remember, we have acolytes that may help with that. You do. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they with us? I assume they're with us. Yep. You You can have your gang of thugs... They can assist you and give you an extra die in hunt. Yeah, two die. I got a four. Got a four. Okay. So yeah, you found uh, you found a few bar- barrels of uh, black powder to use to because they have cannons to defend themselves on the uh, ocean. So yeah, you found some stuff. Cool. So you drag it all to the center of the bottom of the ship. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much he's doing the movie thing. He probably didn't, like, uncork it, but just, like, punched a hole in one of the black powder kegs and just, like, lined all the way back up to, like, the gangplank. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, run, 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 All right. Run, run, run. <laughs> all the while just Dangerous. shouting nonsense about how, you know, in praise of Ixwa and all for the the goddess. And with your strange ghostly tendrils, nobody's coming anywhere near you right now. <laughs> cool. All right. It's both the greater um, good. <laughs> okay. So then, you do your thing, you get to the top, you light the thing, all the loot that you are taking out is taken, you got three coin worth of loot, and uh, you blow up the ship, and it is spectacular. Ah, ah, good. You can only assume that you missed some barrels of black powder. Somewhere. Also, you're thinking that there are pots of alchemical oil somewhere on the ship that you guys didn't see, because the bay, the the area of the docks that you are in, the water is currently on fire. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And uh, the explosion was also strong enough that the third ship is damaged and sinking now. So you've got one ship left to deal with. Very cool. And now we're going to deal with the spirit thing. Yes. So I'm going to get you to roll your consort. Consort. And then I'm going to go ahead and push myself for a second die. All right. I got a five. Excellent. Okay, so... I rolled. I rolled a fortune. Uh, a fortune roll to see if there were any spirits that you could coax in the area. Uh, you lucked out. There is one. Okay. So you get the captain of the. So you want the ghost to possess the captain for what purpose? Well, since the other ships are now sinking, I want him to try and convince his men, like to. Uh, you know, kind of see the power of Ixwa and be like, oh, no, we should go down with our ship in allegiance to Ixwa. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So the 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 possession is successful. Okay. Uh, the captain has started setting up the ship to blow it. The crew are convinced the captain is insane, and one of them is physically trying to stop the captain. The rest are just trying to get the hell off the ship. Okay. And, yeah, so the, uh, in the, in the, the fight on, uh, on deck to try and stop the captain, the fire is set, and both the captain and the, uh, your, I assume the first mate, end up toppling over the, uh, railing and into the burning sea. <laughs> um... <laughs> All the while, back to preaching, just metal. Okay, and that's where I'm going to end for episode one. So, yeah. uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we have been COJ role-playing. Tonight, I had Goose. Good night, all. I had Mark. Plan B isn't just for Frosh Week. <laughs> and I had Eric. Good night, everybody. As per usual, you can... Find all of our social media stuff at Goose. What's the site? You want to go visit Linktree slash COJ Role Playing for all our social media. 
If you want to get us really directly, go to cojroleplaying at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash cojroleplaying. All right. Uh, and now I'm going to throw it over to Hunter again, and you guys can uh, say goodbye and uh, plug whatever you want to plug. Yeah, uh, thanks. So, yeah, like he said, I'm Hunter, and uh, we had John. Mother Ikthwa loves. Mother Ikthwa knows. And James. Mother Ikthwa tells me to be afraid constantly. <laughs> and uh, we're at um, Blank Bodies on pretty much everything. You can get us at our link tree slash Blank Bodies. We also just launched our Patreon, um, so if you're interested in that, check us out. We also, like I said, just did our vampire crossover with these guys so if you want some more of all of us check that out um and we'll have the links down below thanks for listening appreciate it all right well good night everyone <laughs> good night good night gotta get that freaking kiss in <laughs>